0: Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate.
1: Orange seeds and cherry pits End of June never felt quite like this Melting
2: down the candy corn Rainbow sprinkles taste like gold when the sun hits the car like it's been baking for six weeks, and the sizzle on your screen
0: and welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Laura Nickel with That July. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you both doing?
3: Hello.
4: There you go. Hello, um, <laughs> <laughs> hello Carl and Greg. It's getting, I got to boor- come up with a new...
3: I mean, I'm
4: even born on my own hello. Yeah. Hello, Nicole. Hello, Greg. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, there you go. It's like, hi, Hi, everybody. I like that song. It's kind of whimsical, isn't it? But you know what? I just thought of
4: something, as usual, stupid. But... Um, <laughs> When did it become where people did things in life and then rhymed them to sing about them? When did that become a thing?
3: It's like like the willing suspension of disbelief in musicals that drives you crazy, right?
4: No, 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 no. no. I mean, when did songs begin? Like, when did we decide that we're going to sing things we did?
3: Well, I think that they probably probably, uh, originated... A long time before the rhyming came in, that's probably a relatively new right. um, device. But, you know, just just putting words or putting language into certain tonal pattern, that's probably been around as well, long Gregory, as
4: Well, Gregory, why don't we sing this episode?
3: Well, you know...
0: Do you want to know what Google says?
3: Oh, God.
4: Yeah, I don't care what Google says, but <laughs> tell me... <laughs>
3: Chat but tell me
4: anyway.
0: So it says the earliest fragment of musical notion is found on a four thousand year old Sumerian clay tablet, which includes instructions and tunings for a hymn honoring the ruler, and I don't even know how to pronounce the ruler's name.
4: So Well that's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I could care less. Well, I, you I could know, care, I could mean, care, I, I could I care, a certain I could care.
3: certain amount of research about uh, sound healing, because it's something that interests me, and there are particular motifs or certain frequencies chained together that actually have evidently some healing properties. The mantras are, are like that for Buddhism, for meditation. You have a particular mantra that, Basically, you would repeat over and over and over again. And you're not just repeating the words, you're actually repeating the sequence of frequencies strung together so but
4: when but when <laughs> but when but when like... did it become
3: <laughs>
0: so is this what you wanted to talk about today no is no', this no just that, a thought that popped into your head no
4: this just popped in my head listen to her song but yeah. no I love that she seemed like she's having fun doing that song you know um
3: yeah I think there's it's a, a bit tongue-in-cheek and I think that it's uh kind of um yeah, she's talking
4: about if I guess she's talking about like you know when she was a kid in July and she was yeah. she go and back it, to that time and People are gone, but still... I start don't.
3: listening for those little turns of a phrase that are kind of like unique, you know, that like being in the car and that kind of stuff. It's cool stuff. This is me. what I
4: thought of this week. And again, mm. it, it, it's... It, a
3: pseudo-topic.
4: Well, it's kind of a topic. It's about streaming. Oh. And and like, she that shall not be named, she's joined the first woman who's in the billion listeners club or something. She has a billion listeners monthly on Spotify. Yep.
0: I mean, that makes sense, given the fact that she's in the news all the time.
4: This is what I thought about, you know, so so when you sell a million records, that's important. You get a million streams, to me... That is meaningless. All yeah. streams, well, to me, I realized that all streams mean is that someone listened to your song. Having a million streams is like saying it's played on the radio. Doesn't mean that you even like it. You just said you heard it. Like, you know, when you buy the record, it means you, you like it because you bought it, you, you, you own it, you wanted it. But just that you heard it, why should that mean anything? So what? It doesn't mean anything. If a billion and no joke too, you know what I realized too? So a billion streams might mean a million people listened to it a million times. You know, that, it doesn't mean a, a billion people liked it. Well,
0: that's where I was going to come in and say it's also inflated because it could literally mean one person had it on repeat for a billion times. Right. And well, that's well,
4: that Sure, But yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it doesn't really gauge anything, really. It means you know, and if you're on a playlist that gets a lot of airplay, you a, a lot of listeners are number four on that playlist. The song goes by and it counts as a stream, but I don't even pay attention to it. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't
0: it count as a stream, too, like once you reach the 30-second mark? So someone could be right. waiting to hear if they really like it because it's a long introduction, and after 33 seconds they hop off, a billion that's still a stream. people might
4: think, because it's in the news, or the new Taylor Swift, let's listen to it, a billion people could hate it, but a billion people just wanted to see if they hated it. And that's all it is. So it's meaningless. It should go back to sales. I'm sorry. This whole technology thing, it's all wrong, has to go back to you want it, you buy it. And that means you like it. Musically, anyway, I guess ticket sales are a different thing. That still shows you your pain because you're going. Mm-hmm. But
3: I'm afraid to say anything. She's
0: got a movie coming to AMC, which I think is a smart move because, again, it's ticket sales and not let's, streaming.
4: Let's milk the audience. We've made a million. We've made $15 billion from our concert. So now, if everyone couldn't go to that, let's put it on TV. Come on. How much well, money if you are you, you going go to the,
3: If you go to particular platforms that are willing to pay and are still on the kind of the physical model where somebody goes and lays down money in order to sit in front of a screen for two hours and see you, there's nothing dumb about that. For all the digital disruption, the movie industry has maintained that market that will go and pay cash money to sit in front of a screen. I
4: think the movie industry is even dead now after covid the movie industry is dead with TV and, and, and streaming and Netflix and Disney and everything else.
0: Disney CEO came out and said, like, streaming has actually really hurt them in terms of getting people to go into the theaters and see a movie because they know if they just wait two months and they've got Disney two Plus. Two months, two weeks. No, two two months, two weeks, whatever. But they could just wait to go see it and not have to pay the ticket
3: price.
4: Two so. minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know i i think that uh, i think the streaming thing matters only because it's the new coin of the realm and the the streamers the 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 services that provide the streams they have the artists over a barrel because they're the only game in town no, I realize so they can too, tell them what they're going to pay
4: i even hate the word streaming what does that even mean <laughs> streaming it's stupid
3: what, what do you mean stream? Uh, right? Who, what, why is it streaming? I wish that people would come back to Now, if they want a free model, and that's essentially what this is, it's the reason that it took off because people were able to consume music, hear the music they wanted to hear, and they didn't have to pay for it. Well, that's the same premise behind radio. Well, you know, and the they idea geared it—they didn't have to pay.
0: They geared it towards the generation that literally had Napster, where for like a year or two, you could download anything that you wanted off of anything. Right. And then Napster got in trouble, and they had to start—you had to start paying for it. So that's why I think it took off because there's this whole generation that got a taste of it, got it taken away, and then Spotify comes in and says, "Oh, you can stream it for free now. If you pay $7.99, you can also choose any songs you want." and every single month you get new music that you would like so
4: i hate all the words i hate the word streaming i hate the w- <laughs> i hate the word influencer like come on you know i hate all these words what was words. the word that nah, we
0: came up a- with a few months ago that was like the opposite of influencer <laughs> <I forget.
3: laughs> we need to go back oh i, f- I, I gotta figure it out yeah. you know i mean it, none of it matters to me in so much as i'm not your typical consumer Nobody's making content for me, you know? They're making content for people that are 25 years old. So I'm not your typical consumer. Therefore, I spend a lot of my time in nostalgia land where I'm going back and I'm buying, I'm purchasing the albums again. I'm actually purchasing vinyl again.
4: You're right. It's funny. I was just telling my girlfriend, I want to get a stereo. I want yeah. to get a nice turntable with a nice Marantz or, or, yeah. or techniques. The speakers. I want to play records. I want.
3: And I'm enjoying that.
4: Yeah, you know? I want to hear that.
3: Sh- yeah. sh- you know? And there's I- still a lot of archaeology out there. I can still <laughs> buy albums for five bucks. You know. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, so I. What five now- bucks?
4: I have my whole album collections in my sister's basement. It's still there. There you go.
3: There you go. Now the converse of that is the idea that if I want a new album, I have this guy that I love named Richard Hawley. If I want his new double album best of set, you know, it's going to cost me 60 bucks. So that's the converse of it. There are a couple artists that I would be willing to purchase, you know, kind of new vinyl on, but I'm not going to be a big consumer of that. I'm going to basically spend the next 10 years buying albums for between $1 the and dollars The only
4: $5. way that I'm going to like Taylor yeah. Swift, I just realized, tell our, our intern I'm, I'm not a Swifty anymore, <laughs> I will like her only one in one, if she takes all the money she's made on this tour and give it all back. <laughs> give it all back not, not even just that ain't
3: happening you know baby. give it all
4: back you know so what you, you give it to the food banks give it all to the food banks give it all to the food banks every 10 years. give it all to every to every like all the bus drivers and, and the tech people and, and the roadies
3: i don't know how much she's done but it would seem to me that she could do give it all shows, give it all 100
4: give it back. all back
3: Make I no think money. She probably then, then
4: you know, you you want you want you want to show something? retailer do the biggest tour ever and take no money from it. That yeah, would impress. That would impress the hell out of me. You know, <laughs> give it all back. You know, give yeah. it to, all to charity. You're rich enough, and you don't need this money. Give it yep. all back.
3: Do the Bill Gates thing, right? Not
4: even Bill, yeah, Bill Gates. You know, Bill Gates. Everybody, I want. I would love if Bill Gates. Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, yeah. all of them gave all their money away. They How all they all get a need? studio apartment. You know, and, <laughs> and
3: and just And we'll do a we'll do a reality show on YouTube.
4: You know, just give it all back. <laughs> Buffett, all of them.
0: Speaking up, I mean Jimmy Buffett did pass
4: away this week, so
3: Yeah. That's that was sad.
4: It's always sad when anyone dies, but maybe I'm again naive or, or or I don't know much about him. All I know is he's it was Margaritaville. That's basically it. No,
3: Buffett was uh, this kind of counterculture poet uh, in the early 70s. The first five albums that he wrote and, and played, like quintessential brilliant singer-songwriter type stuff. Really? Now, you know, he kind of went with this concept of Margaritaville. being the leisure, leisure king, you know, and he was hanging out in... Uh, Key West and New Orleans he's before that. He's like a billionaire,
4: that. right? From those mar- he's like a rich dude. Well,
3: yeah from from the from the live performances over a thirty year span. Yeah, he's he was a billionaire. Well,
0: yeah. didn't he also start like the Margaritaville chains, like restaurants, hotels? There's and One
3: things
4: in like Vegas, that. there's a ton of these Margaritaville places. Yeah,
3: actually, yeah there's the Margaritaville
0: kind of Hotel stuff. in downtown Nashville. Yeah. That's beautiful.
3: Brilliant marketer, brilliant artist. So I mean, because admittedly he wasn't a great player and he wasn't a great singer. He was a really, really, really accomplished writer. He actually wrote a couple novels. You know what?
4: All I know is if you want if Jimmy Buffett wants me to really think he was great, have his family give all the money back. (laughs) 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 This is called the Give the Money Back episode. (laughs) Who else can you know who needs to give all the money back? Tom Cruise. Give all Uh, the money back. Everybody
3: needs to give the money back. (laughs) We live in a... uh, Let's start over. We live in a capitalistic dictatorship, so they all need to give the money back. (laughs) Give the money back.
4: back. (laughs) Anyway, give the money back. Give the money back. back. (laughs) The singing give the money back episode. (laughs)
3: Oh, just shoot me now. Give me the money back jingle. Why we yeah. do, again,
4: I, I always have to ask the question, why don't we do this?
3: Uh, <laughs>
0: because it's fun. Know.
4: For
3: who? Yeah. For, well. her,
4: for us, maybe not for
0: other people.
3: That's de- debatable.
4: So <laughs> what? anything to talk
0: about? Um, I will say that over the last maybe a week or two. I've been doing a bit more driving just because Kenzie's back in school. Had to go up to Nashville a couple of times. I've been turning to radio more than Spotify, which hopefully, Carl, you approve of.
3: I approve of it. And
0: I will say, I actually enjoyed listening to the radio for the first time. I know I've complained about it and saying that people are not necessarily coming out with new music that's actually good, and they're doing which a lot of genre. throwbacks. Yeah, but what
4: station? What, what, it was, what was like the top,
0: top 40 hits, but it was at the time yeah. when they would play... But he's w- talking serious satellite radio? No, no, no. Radio. I'm talking radio. like 107.5 of the Broadcast river in Nashville. Broadcast radio. Broadcast radio. Yeah. Broadcast radio. Yeah. I enjoyed the personalities that were talking on it, which is saying something
4: because i
0: I like the conversation between them which is kind of probably why people like us because they like our banter yeah maybe we should Um, become
4: djs
0: but (laughs) the music that they were playing actually was so much better one they finally stopped playing the fast cars by luke combs or whatnot i cannot stand (laughs) it but out of all of the songs that were being played, I actually liked Olivia Rodrigo's Vampire and then there was the It's a Bad Idea or something like that. And to me, she's actually coming to the forefront of actually bringing back something that was old from like the 80s-ish, but putting a really unique twist on it. If you both haven't listened to it, I encourage you to listen to it. So before we play another single by Laura Nicole, there's two things I want to remind our audience. The first is we are still looking for your opinions on the Beatles. Our Beatles episode, which is highly anticipated, is coming up. So please go to 9420.com slash Beatles and give us your opinions on them because we would love to feature them. And then on top of that, our blog is still running, The Rhythm Rundown, and we have a new blog this week about Kian Decrott, who is an artist from overseas who is coming here for his US tour that we were able to go to be a part of the private press conference. That new blog is out now, and while we cannot feature Kian on the podcast, we were able to write about him um, and what he's got coming up. So make sure you go there, but hang tight because we have another single by Laura Nickel called Little Red Ring. And before that, we'll listen to someone who we really like in the Nashville area called Nash in Tune. In this episode, we are featuring a local Nashville company called Nash in Tune. Nash in Tune is the most exciting country site to get you in tune with new music, fun events and the Nashville life. For more information, you can go to their website, which is NashIntune.com. That is N-A-S-H-I-N-T-U-N-E dot
2: in that kettle drawing treasure maps to every seam you can take your babies there with her sunny eyes and your curly hair show them how we mark that special tree leave me in this summer breeze speaking through the midnight leaves bury me under our eyes.
4: That there's a lot of sweetness that comes across with it's that one
3: so it? different and um super strong melody i love the melody well you know it's, it's funny i, I told you
4: what i've been a maniac my whole life um <laughs> it reminds yep. me when i was little i was around yep. eight, eight or nine i remember i had a crush on mm. donna pulio she lived down the block i remember like so i used to ride past her house on a bicycle like to try to like see her and just be non riding by right so one day She's out on the sidewalk, and I'm riding on the sidewalk, riding right towards her, so she's looking at me, and I'm going, better get out of the way! Better get out of the way! And I'm riding down the block, you know, like, I'm thinking, like, I don't know what I was thinking. I ran around with the bicycle. You know? And it's
3: uh, no, that such a metaphor for your loved one. No, but but, but anyway,
4: I ran around with the bicycle, and then I go home, and then all of a sudden, like the knock on the screen door, it's Donna Pulio with her mother going, She goes, and then my mother goes, What's wrong with your son? Is he a nut? She goes, Why? He just ran over my daughter with his bicycle. And my mother goes up and she goes, Carl? Did you run? He goes, I thought you liked her. I goes, I do. You know, anyway, I was an idiot. So <laughs> that is a great story. She never went out with me. We never dated. Yeah,
3: exactly.
4: <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a little prophetic.
4: But that song reminded me of that
3: for some reason.
4: Anyway, that's my story. Nice song. Uh, Laura. <laughs> did we speak to her? We
0: did. We did. So Laura answered our questions of the week. <laughs>
4: You know what? Even I'm sick of these questions. We, we, we always pretend like, so what did we ask her?
3: <laughs> People know what we asked. Just play her first response. So, Nicole, what did we ask her?
4: <laughs>
0: uh, I guess who cares? I don't know. Um, no, What's the, the f- questions that we asked her, which everyone knows and loves, mind you, is tell us a little bit about herself.
1: Hi, I'm Laura Nichol. I am a singer-songwriter currently located in Nashville, Tennessee. I also am a recording engineer and a music producer, and I absolutely adore writing and creating my music. It is one of my favorite ways to connect to and stay in tune with my emotions. I also love storytelling in my songs and sometimes being even a little overdramatic at times. Telling stories and making up worlds in my head and sharing those with people is Such a fun way for me to share my love of music with other people. I released my debut album, Dusty Houses, this past spring, and I am so grateful for all the support I've received. I released this album in honor of my grandparents, and it is so cool to see and hear how so many people are relating to the songs I wrote from my own bedroom and are now putting their own meaning to each song that I put out. It's such a rewarding feeling, and it is one of the coolest things about releasing music. I'm already feeling so inspired by all the positive feedback I've received to share my next batch
4: of songs. Good stuff is ahead. See, I agree with her. You know, I agree that the best part about songwriting, what they mean to someone else and what they take them to mean, that's what I love. Like Sometimes people have told me about songs I've written, and what they get from it is nothing that I intended. Yeah,
3: the interpretation, right.
4: Once you let it out there it's the world it truly becomes the world it's so i i collective
3: conscious i get what she's yeah.
4: saying where yeah. sometimes because she yeah her song just reminded me yeah of, i was gonna say just of,
0: like what it did to you it's probably not what she yeah. thought the f- song was going to be for you but yeah. it, that's running how you interpret it
3: running <laughs> over <laughs> your love interest <laughs> with a bicycle yeah. right? i i um i also like the way she identified herself as uh, a producer and an engineer that's a that's kind of a rare thing unfortunately uh for a uh, female to be a, a recording engineer and a producer. I wish there were more, but uh, that's just, you know, that kind of shows uh, her commitment to the whole process, right? So.
4: Cool. So, I, mean, I will sing it. So what else did we ask her, Nicole? <laughs> I wish I had like one of those
0: tambourines because I, you know, sit, sit, talk back with the tambourine. <laughs>
4: Yeah, How come I sound like, you know, it's like a, a 50s? So what else did
1: we ask her, Nicole? So we asked her what music artists have inspired her career so far. I've been inspired by so many artists throughout the years. It would be tough to name them all. But some of them that have stuck with me through the years and have, I feel like, really influenced my music include artists like Joni Mitchell, John Bellion, Gregory Allen Isakoff, Phoebe Bridgers, Taylor Swift, and I've been listening to a lot of jazz music lately, so there's definitely some influence in that as well. I've also been listening to the new Florence and the Machine album as well. So lots of influences from everything, but those are definitely some of my my top ones so far.
4: There's this playlist that's called New Age Covers or something like that. And basically what it was, it was like new artists doing older songs. But no. So I heard this great Phoebe Bridges song. Summer's End. I, I yeah. loved it. I loved it. Then yeah. I found out it was written by John Prine, and it was like, <laughs> it was great. And the thing is, I went and heard John Prine's version. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like it as much. Right. Phoebe right, Bridgers right. is this really cool version of Summer's End. And it's kind of like these songs that this girl's singing. It's. But school- you
3: have wrestled with John Prine's contributions in the past, and so I think it's great that you found some John Prine.
4: Songs. He's a great writer. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I say all my stupid stuff, but I I know yeah. it. he was great. Come on. I get yeah, it. Yeah, he
3: was amazing. Yeah.
4: So, and next, the next question is
0: What
3: did we ask her <laughs> later?
0: So, the next question we asked her is what is one service in the music industry that is not like that available question. for music indie artists now?
4: <laughs> Let's hear what she says. <laughs>
1: Being an independent musician is a very difficult road, long and winding, and often one that's filled with a lot of turbulence. With as many trials as there are, though, there are also just as many successes and small wins that make it all worth it. Something I think that indie artists could benefit more from, I don't think it's necessarily like a service from a business or something, but artists could benefit more from just support. So listening to their music, sharing it, and also just from the support of a community. So finding ways to build that community is one of the best things that can help indie artists from not having to feel like they're doing it all alone. And finding that team that will help you grow and build your vision into a reality is one of the top things i would say
4: you know it's funny i had this thought the other day because a friend of mine did something that initially i was a little jealous of and then i said and this applies to what she's saying don't be jealous of anyone be inspired you know if someone does something that you love it should inspire you to to, to do your own thing or to. Yeah. so that's what i took from that you know like so yeah. no more jealousy yeah, cool.
0: i mean that kind of comes from the mindset of like instead of Thinking that you should do something, turn it to I can do something.
4: And you know, because people, even though I sound like an idiot all the time and I say all stupid stuff, in reality, I'm really not that at all.
3: (laughs) No, you're not.
4: I'm a Zen, supportive, cosmic, wonderful human being, right?
3: Right, you are. (laughs) Uh,
4: Most of the time. (laughs) Most of of the the time.
3: time, time.
4: Uh, You can't sing. I guess it must have been like a reunion of when they finally led David Lee Roth back in Van Halen, like right before Eddie V died. And yeah. uh, so we took like four years ago or something. and. It looks like they pulled him out of the closet and said, you can come back in the band again. He was so excited. He was like, hey, everybody, jump. We can jump. And he was it was <laughs> horrible. It was
3: so bad. It was
4: so bad. Back when he was like in the 80s, he looked cool, he had a rock star, but now he's like some balding guy going, okay, everybody, jump. <laughs> it's
3: like a... It's like a- a uh, used car section right. in Vegas. You know, <laughs> who
4: was asked to be in Van Allen? It was a joke. Even Eddie V's it looking. so bad. You know what I'm talking about? Even Eddie- And
3: then when I, after he did that, I went back and listened to the albums And he was never really that great. I mean, I I think they did auto-tune on him before it was even invented, you know? I'm sorry. I bet they had to do countless I thought Sammy Hagar, Van
4: Halen was the the, the much more musical Van Halen.
3: Hagar Hagar is a great singer. He
4: could sing. Those songs were great. You know, the jump, you know, I I get, to me, Van Halen was all Eddie V. It was just, he was just...
3: Sammy Sammy Hagar made a record. uh, It was the first Montrose record and I think that album is the quintessential rock album of the last 100 years. Go back and listen to the first Montrose record. Uh, Sammy Hagar is singing, and it's Ronnie Montrose playing. You know guitar. what? You know what I
4: might do. Maybe I'll. Tommy Aldrich playing. Maybe dumb. I'll do but this week if I get bored. I'll do some like you know, some setups where we go. I'll sing them and go. That's what Greg just said. Listen to what Greg says.
3: <laughs> We need some little uh yeah, some little stingers. Some right. little um, Yeah, yeah that Here's be good.
4: some yeah, wisdom let's... from Carl <laughs> Let's hear what Nicole has to say now. <laughs> is it time to shoot ourselves and get, singing,
3: yes, let's get out of here? Yes, let's get out of here. episode is like
4: <laughs> You know what? I'm telling you too, I I'm not gonna edit any of this out. I'm gonna keep this Oh the, yeah but, This is gonna be our let's let's all the nuts let's, and bolts i'm going to let it all let's go
3: this will be
0: our away, unedited right, episode yeah. to show everyone what really happened really what really
4: happened yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and show everyone how uh, what a great job that Carl does! They should yeah. know. They <laughs> should <He's laughs> editing they all really this
4: They should know yeah, that, really. like you know, our podcast is usually about thirty minutes, but we record yep. about six hours every time. <laughs> <laughs> Carl edits out about five and a half hours worth of bullshit.
3: We ha- we have another decade of podcasts with all the stuff that's cut out of it. Right. <laughs> right.
0: We really should create like a Patreon where all we do is like put in the edits that uh,
4: Carl leaves out That'd for each funny. of them. I think we won't (laughs) And Nicole I think it's time for us to go Yes There you go Oh, absolutely I like it (laughs) Time for us to go.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks so much for <laughs> listening to this episode of the 9420 podcast. Make sure that you listen all the way through for one more single by Laura called Dusty Houses. For everything that we spoke about in this episode, you can go to our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T W E N T Y. Until next time, we'll talk to y'all later.
4: Bye bye.
2: bye. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time You caught me Sleeping in the front porch light Tucked me in And you kissed me goodnight Driving past Every highway, windows down Now I only do that to drown out the sound of missing you, spinning in your room. It's faded since when you were here. Oh, it's true, and empty room won't make you disappear. Do you feel the dusty hat? I'm silly made up to The same old stories Hang frozen on the shelf Melting moments I chose To leave unfound The occupation's If I hold my breath Just enough I see you In your favorite chair A quiet girl Stand so tall And whistle off a joke Just for fun Do you feel the dusty houses Whisper I love you Do you feel the dusty
3: houses
2: Swear